Yeah, I, I can't believe we're doing this for a second time already. I'm sorry. Would you like to explain to them what happened? It's not as bad as Christmas. I was just recording the wrong microphone. So it's basically um, episode one again with my horrible headset microphone. So I'm sorry. That wasn't too hard. <laughs> I felt so bad about the Christmas one. <laughs> it's all right. I managed to unruin it. We've already had some good feedback. so It was listenable. Yeah. Thing, but um, well, that's the sort of thing I'd quite like to get in in the edit. Yeah, because last week's episode is only forty minutes. Last week's episode was an absolute trash fire until the end. <laughs> until until you saved it, so thank you for saving it. You re- you actually really cheered me up that day. I I really appreciate it because I was feeling something rotten in the edit. It was <laughs> it was not going well. Did you did you manage to say that? Yeah, but it's just the story. Why don't we ask the audience? Did Jake manage to save it? <laughs> yes, I did. Tell him yes. Our our audience of uh, approximately eight people. We barely know eight people between us, so we want to know who you are. Uh, those eight people. So um, let us know who you are on uh, Instagram at Bubbleton Post. Hey. I'm going to throw it over to you for the email. If you have anything more in-depth you want to talk about, send me an email at babbletonpost at gmail.com. There we go. So, yeah, let, let us know who you are um, and which bits of the, of, of the pod you've been interested in so far, because we still have no real plan. Um, this also means that we probably have to introduce ourselves. Well, every time. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, and this whole oh. this whole bit is I hate this whole thing that we're doing right now, but we can get through it. Let's just do it quick. This this voice is Rob. This voice is Jake. There we go. Done. Sorry, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit burpy. I've had a pretty big curry. You said that last week as well. Yeah, we oh, I have a lot of curries. I didn't include it in the edit. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's understandable. It's not not very interesting. What did you have for lunch? (laughs) I had some beans. I made some beans the other day. Mexican-style refried beans. Oh, yeah. It's my current thing. One of. And they're they're good. I chewed them down. I don't understand the term refried. Um, it's, It's to do with the word in Spanish. It's nothing to do with frying them. Okay, because, like, I can understand, like, twice fried. Like, by fried, like a biscuit. But... To refry something, you'd have to fry it, unfry it, and then fry it again. No, it's not even that. It's not even that. They're barely fried once. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> it's all lies. It's not lies. You're just slanted from your Englishman's point of view. Yeah. I'm in. Intru- I'm. I am. I. I don't know anything about Spanish. Um. Really. I. Um. If I were to learn a language, I think it would be the one. Yeah. Yeah. You should you should start today, my dude. I tried I, I day one, not one day. <laughs> I just don't have the brain for languages. I have to accept that. I have the wrong kind of brain. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if I I don't know if I believe that. I do. I'm happier believing <laughs> that. 
do we want to do um, the little segment idea I had? You had a segment idea? Yeah, I told like the song we've been listening to. Oh right, yeah. Well, I mean, I've been I've been listening to a lot. Well, because every every week, I always I've got Spotify and they give me new songs to listen to. Yes. And usually I find at least one in there that I really like, and I always find myself throughout the week coming back to it and sort of starting my listening sessions from it. Yeah. So I thought it might be fun because we both enjoyed the Pink Floyd episode. Yeah, I really did. Do you want if you want to listen to it? Yeah, I want to hear it. Yeah. Okay. What what is it first? In, introduce introduce introduce. Uh, it's oh, White Trash Heroes by Archers of Love. Uh huh. Um, Which of your mixes was this? Uh, did this appear on? No, this is my Discover Weekly. I don't really bother with the mixes because it's just stuff that I usually always listen to anyway. Okay, so Discover Weekly is just from everything on your account. It's like here, this is the stuff you listen to. Here's some stuff yeah. you've not heard that we think you'd like. Cool. See, I get most of my discoveries from the mixes because I generally know if I'm in a pop mood or a metal mood. I don't go for the for the Discover Weekly very often. If I'm in a mood, generally it's a music listening mood. But I will be particular about what I listen to. So what kind of mood is, is this track? It's... I'm not entirely sure when it is, but it's got the sort of 90s electronica American indie rock vibe hmm. which okay is you know what was on the radio when we were growing up and it's got a certain melody to it which you know flared something in my brain it was like i know that particular section just because i must have heard it on an advert a million years ago <laughs> before all adverts were um uh, ukulele and whistling <laughs> Like I'm sorry to to any like indie musicians who like that sort of music or make that sort of music, but there's a I just hate those bands that are obviously making music like that to try and get on an advert. But it's not even indie. Like indie pop type. Yeah. You know, no, I know it's not independent necessarily, but you know what I mean. It's um, clothes shop pop. <laughs> Apple like iPhone advert. Yeah. Music. Oh. Or YouTube advert music. That's why you can't get away from it, because of the pre-roll ads. Anyway, enough of that cynicism. Are you going to send me this track, or am I supposed to search it? I'm trying... Spotify's taking ages to open. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, well, we'll chop this bit up then. I wish there was a way I could pipe in... Oh, no, it's not, because my phone doesn't have a headphone jack. <laughs> Actually, oh... Ooh, I've got an idea. Are you listening to it? Uh, no, I haven't started yet. Okay, because it's got the little 30-second preview. So we yeah. could listen to that instead, and it would be less ridiculous. Okay. I mean, yeah. Obviously. I mean, if it's not complete, we can just listen to the whole thing. But... Let's, let's judge the book by the cover and just listen to the preview. Mm, that's not a very good representation of the song. But that was... Was that... That was the melody I was talking about that right. triggered something in my brain. The... Yeah, uh, it's not familiar to me. It's cool, though. It's got a really like dissonant, clangy sort of texture to the song. What, what happens next? What's, sort of, what's the journey? 
that is that's the end of the of the lyrics and then there's about a three minute sort of ambient bit right but I'm, I'm always fascinated by songs that make those casio keyboard sounds work yeah because that when you if you play them on a keyboard they sound stupid and horrible yeah i find that about a lot of the sounds that i try to use it's, it's just so interesting to me that people can make it the central sound of a song and it works really well yeah it's like it's this sort of context and just the way that it's played and something that uh andrew huang um pointed out in one of his recent videos we're getting into production again which will won't last long um he played a like an oscillating synth bit in one of his songs and pointed out how basically every parameter that wasn't like really distinct so all of the like really subtle parameters Mm -hmm. are automated from the start to the end so um all of the subtle changes were happening throughout the whole verse you don't really notice it when you're just listening to the track but actually if you ever like put some synth down and just think well this just sounds really boring and repetitive you just take one of those more subtle parameters and just make it go from zero to ten across the whole verse yeah and it just brings it to life and just lets it grow that is exactly what i was doing just instinctively when i made my space song yeah that's not not instinctive for me at all so i was like (laughs) that was like i i've i listen to songs and then i try and copy the sound and i'm like okay like but my my synthwave bass sounds really boring and static and like it's not moving well maybe it's because with my songs i don't and you know unless i'm being forced by a genre perhaps theme tunes i don't i'm not copying anything i have inspirations but they're not structure and sound and things like that aren't yeah aren't being copied from anywhere do do you separate the like sound design sessions from the writing sessions though no the sound design inspires the writing right so i play around with the sounds and that inspires a certain uh, melody or or tune or particular way of playing and then i build the song around that yeah it's really it's it's really interesting to me because it's the opposite way around for me well, it, it sort of is. It shouldn't be because I, like, I'm used to playing instruments and I'm used to like whistling or singing a tune. So the melody will come first and I have to, and then I build the soundscape around it. But that's why I need to separate the sound design sessions from the writing because different sounds on synths and stuff are essentially just different instruments, which should be the same as picking up a mandolin or a guitar or you know changing amp and being inspired to play a new melody or something. So that's it's important for me to separate them. Yeah, I'm, n- I'm never thinking what instrument or what sound do I need. Yeah. I just go through them all and find the one. Yeah, I mean, I, I still go through the list and just go through the sounds and, and try and find stuff that inspires me. But then I'm also, when I'm arranging things, I'm thinking, okay, this like synth sound that I've got or this keyboard sound what would it be in an acoustic setting what like role is it fulfilling and then i kind of so you're doing things a little too rigid yeah i think i'm not taking full advantage of 
or of the the aspect of like performance on acoustic instruments even electric instruments but you know analog stuff um the performance element is what i need to learn how to reflect you know i can get the frequency range and the um compositional aspect of it down but making my synth stuff emotional and adding those gradual changes is challenging for me that's why you're the producer and i'm the engineer <laughs> yeah make it blubbier make it <laughs> yeah. go blubby make it go squishy here that's why in the real world there are these are different jobs for a reason because <laughs> one person can't do it all yeah so do you have a song that you've been listening to um yeah i just went and looked at my my playlist to see like what the latest thing was that i added and i th- there's a chance you might like it <laughs> it's uh it's a sort of I'll, I'll i'll send it to you it is uh a song by kim hyung chu and it is called drive featuring george i don't know who george is <laughs> but i'll send it to you and it's it's kind of it's kind of got like a smooth disco-y soul-y kind of vibe um and it it sort of reminds me of this 70s vibe that i've been trying to capture and it's kind of like i don't know it's got a sort of americana like it's really hard to really hard to explain it's like not too dancey it's more like chilled out summer soul-y disco stuff shall i listen to the preview thing again yeah go for it yeah, I like that. Did you just get that ripping solo? Yeah. Yeah. It's not the sort of thing I'd listen to, but I can appreciate its niceness. Yeah. I don't get 70s from it, though. I get 2000s pop. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a fairly new song. But it, it to me, it reminds me of the kind of 70s music that would have inspired Eagles to make... Uh, one of these nights. Oh. Know what I'm saying? No, I don't. The song, One of These Nights, has that kind of groovy... It's got that vibe. Um, so I guess it's like early hot chocolate type sound. I get where you're coming from. The groove. Yes, it does that. Yeah, the groove and the bass. Um, obviously, this has a lot of more modern production and like 80s synth solo. and. Yes, that's what's yeah. throwing me way but off. That... <laughs> That groove, that that underlying groove, um, and and bass, uh, just has that really nice summer summer vibe that I just really like, and I want more of that, and I'm not really sure where to go to get it. So I think later this afternoon I'm probably going to check out some hot chocolate albums. Well, that was a fun segment. <laughs> yeah, that seemed to work. I've got more to say about music this week because I've had a really good music. Well, week. good because today's about music again. Yeah. Um. Do you wanna? Do you wanna go next? With what? What's happening now? Well, I don't know. Just general chat. Um, general chat. We just did a song swap. I could give you my Floyd update. Yeah, go on then. Yeah, I tried um, the one. Uh, you know my favourite song from that. From High Hopes. Uh, yeah, it was the like the newest one. Yeah. Um, I I lis- listened to the first few tracks on that album. Yeah, 
the division bell. Division bell. I knew it was something bell. <laughs> I didn't get that far through it again, mm. and I realised that I didn't enjoy it as much because there wasn't like, like we weren't experiencing it together. Mm. And I think, I think I realised how important the listening experience is to enjoying certain types of music. Mm. Most of the music I enjoy is that sort of alone well for me at least yeah. concentrate i went through this on the floyd episode but yeah yeah quite but that personal experience personal yeah now that's the same for me that a lot of the music that i enjoy i enjoy it in that way in on my own with headphones on that for me isn't pink floyd mm. And this is the this this is where we differ because for me that's the sort of thing I think I would enjoy more if I put it on on a hi-fi in a li- yeah. in my living room yeah. and if you and I sat down with uh, with a drink and some some middle class nibbles <laughs> uh, and and played that in the room that's like a post dinner party chilling with uh, with a friend or two. Uh, and enjoying it together? You know, you're, I don't think you're the first person to say that about Floyd. You know, I think Dark Side of the Moon was one of these things that people smoking things in the 70s. Yeah, your mate had it and you went over to theirs and they'd put it on and yeah, and you enjoy it together. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's, that's how I would like to enjoy that. Because for me, uh, alone with the headphones on, I just sort of tuned out and went on my Twice fan Discord and looked at memes, and it because it wasn't it wasn't holding my attention. Yeah. Um, well, if you'll recall, I never told you to listen all the way through <laughs> the Vision Bell. No, no, I I wanted I I wanted to, and for me, it's not a headphones on intently listen sort of uh, sort of music, but I I I can understand why it would be for someone else. After we did that episode. I got suggested another Pink Floyd song, which is from The Division Bell, that I liked, and it's called Marooned. It's just instrumental. It might be the second song, actually. You might have heard it. That might... Yeah, and I think... Um, I think I did uh, enjoy the... Oh, no, it's it's the fourth song, Marooned. I think I, I really enjoyed the album up until the, the singing started, and I think this is a real sore, sore point for me. And for um, me, because... <laughs> For the opposite reasons, I was getting very uh, frustrated that there wasn't any. No, during Pink Floyd episode, I was getting frustrated that you weren't um, listening to the lyrics. Yeah, it's it's because I'm not keen on the singing. Mm. I can um, see why you wouldn't be. It's a bit too too sort of blue blues singing for me, I guess. But like, I respect it. <laughs> It sounds, you know, it's it's sort of bored singing. Yeah. And I think that's part of the point for a lot of it. Okay, yeah. Because, you know, especially with Dark Side and the songs that I like, they're singing about uh, sadness. Yeah, the, the singing on Dark Side was a lot better. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that a lot more. It was a bit fresher. When you're, when you're a sad boy, such as myself. Yeah. Um... You don't, you just want to moan, moan the words, just say the words sadly, let them fall out of your mouth. 
The great thing is, most of the sad music that I listen to, they just don't have any words because you just can't can't put the despondency into words. <laughs> the saddest song I know is only sad. Well, not only, but the lyrics are it. It's Nina Simone. Well, it's other. Oh God, yeah. She's doing a cover, but it's my favourite version of the cover. It stars. And it's such a sad melancholy theme for the whole song yeah well nina simone's melancholy is on another level of <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on another level of 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 notoriety it's one of those ones i don't think many people have heard because it's um she only did it live okay and the only well i've got it on vinyl <laughs> the only version of it that exists for distribution is from a soundtrack i'm woefully under under jazzed i think we need to do a uh, jazz singing episode <laughs> i'll get the hat get the hat my dude i might open a cold one. Oh dear oh this has gone wrong oh it's got oh oh no it's a disaster it's on my table and everything oh dear oh that's gonna be sticky Jazz chat. Jazz all in that hat. Right. Was that it for Pink Floyd? Yeah, I think that's all I've got to say about Pink Floyd at the moment. Fair enough. I'll give you another update soon. My point being, my point being, I think I'm try. I've been trying it in the wrong setting for for that, for me. Hmm. So you know, not not giving up. Not giving up. I have Dark Side on vinyl. I'm just saying. If you want to come over, <laughs> when it's safe. Yes, when it is appropriate to do so. Yes. We'll um we'll have a dinner party just so that we can listen to Pink Floyd afterwards. Will you make me a mac and cheese? Yeah. Cool. Will you put mustard in it just for me? Fine. Yes. Should, we could put it in the oven as well. Do a proper one. Oh, we need to poll our um our audience. Hmm. Whether they're a, a crispy topping. Yes. When you cook your mac and cheese, do you do a topping and put it in the microwave? Not microwave, fuck me. <laughs> do you do it in the oven? That's how I do it, to be honest. I, just, I get someone else to make it and then I do it in the microwave the day, a day later. That's how I do it. Speaking of vinyl listening parties, that's today's topic, is records and chat and fun. Because I am an owner of records, I'm still not entirely sure where you stand on the whole vinyl. If I start now, I will be broke quickly <laughs> uh, and run out of room very quickly. Because mm. my CD collection is already, uh, it's not huge, but I don't have much, much more room for them. So, yeah, I mean, looking at some of the prices of CDs that I want to get. Um, it's already high, um, but that's a te- still a tenth of of what the the vinyl would be. So, but honestly, I, I've slowed down in t- in terms of just in terms of buying CDs. I'm generally only buying stuff now that I can't stream. Ah, okay. Um, See, I'm I'm pretty safe because I only like a handful. You know, I could count them on one hand. Modern bands that I like. So in terms of new releases... I'm going to change that. 
in terms of new releases on vinyl, there's like one or two a year. So yeah. that's fine. I can do that. And because they're new, they're not expensive. It stays a nice treat as well, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm I'm looking at maybe a couple of um, Tatsuro Yamashita albums on CD uh, over the next couple of months, maybe. Um, if you were to get into vinyl, would you bother with a player, or would you just have them as a thing to own? Oh no, I, I'd want a I'd want a player, and I'm planning again. And when uh, when it's okay to go outside again, I'm planning on going to a hi-fi place in the nearby village of Dunton, uh, which has been recommended to me by uh, a friend's dad, who's even more dull than us. Are you going to take your hi-fi friend? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a place you can go and and try them out before you buy. I'm hoping to get some advice because I want to kit out my house with several sets of stereo speakers, not surround sound, yeah. No. Don't. Yes. Obviously. Not. Not a kitchen. Not Dining room, living room, dinner party, or house party sound system. Quadraphonic. Please use the correct seventies terminology. Quadraphonic. Quadraphonic is what? Quadraphonic is a speaker in each corner of the room. It's four individual tracks. Yeah. One to each corner. It's basically surround. Oh no. Yeah, I know. I just want you to call just... it quadraphonic. <laughs> Fuck quadraphonic. <gasps> that opinion is held by you and the entire uh, market of quadraphonic records. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I just want um, stereo stereo setup in one room and then extension speakers in a stereo setup in another room. Yeah, uh, and and I've been looking at like Wi-Fi and Bluetooth stuff, and so far all the stuff I've researched are basically mono like extension speakers it doesn't do the job yeah that sounds like the sort of crazy thing i'd have to hack yeah well i'm I'm hoping if i go and go to a shop and explain exactly what i want they'll be able to oh yeah people had setups like that in the 90s yeah i used to have a setup like that yeah um but since our hi-fi exploded it's never really been the same so i want to get an all-new system Oh, was it a tube hi-fi or was it a... The... Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. No wonder it blew up. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> it got repaired or, well, had a part replaced, but you couldn't get the original part and it just... I tell you what, I've It's got... just never been the same. From my old setup when I had a turntable and amplifier, I still have the amplifier and it's like from the 70s and it still works. So if you wanted that... Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe we'll maybe we can give that a try. I mean, if we're going to go hi-fi shopping, it's going to be safe for you to visit my house anyway, so you can have a look at it. Yeah, sweet special hi-fi special. <laughs> yeah, we play uh, we play vinyls occasionally. Um, the experience isn't isn't as great as it was when when our orig- like our eighties hi-fi was in good order. Mm. Um, but I'd like to. Uh, revitalize that yeah. a noble endeavor i could give you a little gaga update i listened to the new lady gaga oh album. yes yes i saw that came out it there's a song out. with elton on there isn't there 
there is a song with Elton. I'm, you know, you're the only other person that has actually noticed. <laughs> because everyone's talking about Ari and Blackpink, and rightfully so. But I feel so bad for Elton, because everyone's just forgotten that he exists. Not me, Elton. And do you know what? Do you know what? I actually think that his track is probably the best of the Bang. features on the album and i and i don't really like elton that much um and i and i do like blackpink a lot and i do like ariana grande a lot mm. but that the song with elton on it is awesome <laughs> and no one's talking about it so i've been i've been sort of i didn't actually like the singles that much i was really excited to hear particularly the blackpink one um sour candy and i listened to it and it's got this like deep i want to say deep house i might be slightly wrong but it's definitely a very housey beat and it's very deep so i'm i'm going to call it deep house um it's got like this deep house vibe and the lyrics sound kind of like or the the vocal parts even though they're well sung it sounds a lot like a track put together by people in different parts of the world who haven't actually been able to record together it sounds somewhat improvised and i think it it didn't turn out like under pressure did <laughs> you know um it it does seem like it does seem a little bit disjointed but after listening to it a few times it's actually kind of catchy and the house vibe is throughout um a lot of the album so if you like dancey house stuff it's pretty great but the album has another side chromatica the album's called by the way um it has another side to it which is a bit more pop so it's got like a dance album but there's a pop album in there as well and then it's got these like epic string um uh, orchestral introductions um so there's a few elements kind of battling with each other a little bit but overall um i think it's a it's a great great album and i think i actually prefer the dance part of it um to the rest you're a dancer at heart it's yeah right <laughs> it's it's weird i just um i feel like if it was a if it was a shorter album and it was just like the house tracks it would be a really solid set of of dance songs but then plus the one with Elton, which is just a wild song. And I, I think that's the one. That's probably the one to listen to if you listen to it, just one song off of the album. Well, there's an in-depth review of there you go. <laughs> Chromatica by Lady Gag. I hate to steer you back on topic. <laughs> don't, no, don't, don't. Don't don't be sorry. But um, you tried getting into it in, with me in London. Um, but then our food arrived. Yeah, that was good food. But you've always been interested in my experience with vinyl. Yes. At least you've pretended to be. Yes. I know that there are not many like modern uh modern bands that, that you're into and the ones that do are the kind that release vinyl. Yeah. I know why you know that as well. Yeah, that's exactly those were your words. Those were yeah. Um <laughs> My exact words. So I don't have any original thoughts. Um <laughs> Uh, the, um, I just sort of wanted to know, like, what's on your list? What are you keeping an eye out for? On my list at the moment is um, the Good, the Bad, and the Queen, 
by The Good, The Bad and The Queen, which is in like the 500 realm. Oof. It's an album I'd really like to listen to all the way through. And really the only way I'm ever motivated to do that is if I've got the vinyl. And it's just such a, there's a song on it I really love. That I just think it would be nice to own. Is it is it available on other, in other formats? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's just a bit like I don't mean to sound whiny or anything. It's just a bit evil, isn't it? Is, it, is this from experience? <laughs> is there a particular thing that you're upset about? The price of of some physical music, because well, I don't know what you're because the reason the one I want so expensive. It wouldn't have been that expensive if I'd bought it new. It's just really rare. Yeah. Um, and because it's like five or six years old now. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's why it's so expensive. It's not... The artist hasn't gone, this is how much it's worth. Exactly. But that's why it's evil, because it's the it's the retailer, isn't it, that's saying put 500 quid on this because we can sell it for 500 quid well there's no retailer in this situation it's just people selling their copies or yeah people yeah and i like i get i get a collector's market but like i'm looking at stuff importing stuff from japan oh yeah and it's 200 it's 200 quid just because the shop has decided to sell it for 200 quid because they're pretty confident someone will buy it they're somewhat they are somewhat collectible they are somewhat hard to get so they just hike the price up. The artist doesn't benefit from it. Like, the artist has made their money by selling, you know, being paid by the label and the, yeah. the stock has been sold. The supply chain, like buying physical music now doesn't help the artist really. Unless, you know, it does in like an esoteric way, but in the, on the secondhand market, it, it doesn't. Yeah, if you're buying secondhand, it's the same as pirating. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of money that goes to the earth yeah yeah pretty much god that's uh yeah which is why it's ridiculous it is ridiculous because if i got if let's say i torrented one of these nights by the eagles and the police came round, i'd say no it's fine because i own the physical copy which i bought second hand <laughs> <laughs> well done great yeah. system guys brilliant <laughs> well <done>. system <laughs> It's flawless. It's <laughs> uh, why it's why I like streaming. I, I like streaming because I know that even even if it's um, even if it's pennies. Let's see what have I got? What's the one at the front of my forty fives? It's Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty. Okay, yeah, I had that in my head the whole day when we went to Baker Street. That's one of those tunes that, like, everyone knows the hook, but, like, the rest of the song is, like, a total mystery to, <laughs> to almost everyone. I heard it on the, on the radio the other day, and I, I obviously recognised it up to a point, and then it just got into, like, the verses, so I'm just like... <laughs> I'm very upset with I you. don't know this song at all. No, but it's, it's you know, it's, it's a song that you think you know. I do know it. But then you actually <laughs> listen to it, and it's like, this, like, this song is, like, yeah, no, it's a, it's a fantastic song. It's even better than, I think, a lot of people think, oh, yeah, that's got that amazing saxophone bit in it. But then they don't, and then they forget that there's actually a, the rest of the song, and it's also really great. <laughs> I'm one of those people, I, I, I totally forgot that, and it's always a nice surprise when I hear it. 
Let's have a, oh yes, I'm getting some highlights for you. Here we go. Free Bird by Leonard Skinner. Free Bird. Yeah. I've never been a never been a Skinnered guy. Mama by Genesis, the only Genesis song I like. What do you mean the only Genesis song you the like? The only Genesis song I like. It's one of those <sighs> It's one of those bands that's ruined because Phil Collins is a dick. No. Yes. No, not no. I mean he is, but <laughs> but I think uh, it's hard for me to articulate, but I also didn't like Genesis at, at some point in my life. But I think listening to the unremastered version um, of Lamb Lies Down uh, changed it for me. So I, I I beseech you to give that one a try, the unremastered version, um, or if you can get it, if you can get it on vinyl. I tell you what, I think I have heard one or two of the earlier Genesis songs, and yeah. I found them pleasant. So maybe I should give it a try. Either get the original, the original mix of Lamb Lies Down on Broadway on vinyl, or um, go for uh, Seconds Out, the live album. Like live, it it takes on a whole, a whole new thing, and it, it's fantastic. I found a good record for, for us. It's Tears of a Clown by the Beat. Oh, I was talking about this today. <laughs> but it's on two tone, and it's got the proper sleeve for it. You know, with the yeah, with the, the guy on the side and the the uh, the checkerboard. Oh, sweet. I should. I tell you what. I'll take a picture of it for the Instagram. Pop it on the Instagram. Yeah, we'll get. Yeah, we get more interest when we put an actual an actual image on there. Yeah. Ah, oh, dude. I was. I was. I love that song. It's one of the more enduring. It's um, all right. Mirror in the bathroom is better. Tuto. Mirror in the bathroom is better. Yeah. Eh. I don't know. And it's got a. Um... It's got a 45 adapter in it as well. The proper one. Proper old school shape. Nice. Is that the, the thing the the thing that people put on necklaces? Yes, probably. The little squiggly thing. From yes, the, the squiggly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll send you the picture now and you can have a look. Oh, excellent. Yeah, no, I, re- I really like the beat. They're a good, they're a good pop band. Cause they're a bit like madness. We're like, yeah, they had the 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 scar thing and the reggae thing, but ultimately they were poppier than a lot of their peers, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, that was sort of a whole. That was two tone. That was two tone anyway. Yeah, but like they're they're a lot more poppy than than say the specials. Who was on two tone? It was the specials. Beat. Madness were on Madness it briefly, were on it. yeah, and then they went over to Stiff. Yeah, but it was all when they started out, all these yeah. English ska bands. Because it was the specials started the yeah. label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Body Snatchers were on it. Um, Selector were on it for a, uh, a a bit, I think. Hang on, still talking about the the um uh about Tears of a Clown, because I was listening to Motown um with my mum. Uh, while we were making dinner 
and uh, the original version of Tears of a Clown came on. And I I think that the beat one is better. Yeah. Because when you listen to the original, it's sort of, it's quite slow. Yeah, it's sort of dub speed, isn't it? It's, well, it's like, it's an old, it's a, it's a very moderate Motown beat. And the lyrics are very, have a lot of one syllable words, but because it's slow, they all, the, the words all seem a bit long. It sounds like it's been slowed down and it sounds a bit awkward. But what the beat did was, was speed it up a little bit and it sounds much more comfortable to kind of give it more of a punchy rhythm. Yeah, and the verses are the sort of right, basically it slows down for the verse and it creates a turn. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It is a better the, speed. The beat, man. So they're just really good at arranging stuff. It's, it's great. I really got, like them. I've got one more interesting 45. Yeah, go, go on, go on. Um, Space Oddity. Mm. Oh, yeah. On one side, but then on the other side is two songs, which is unusual for a 45. It's got Changes, which I know you like. Yes, I do. And Velvet Gold Mines, which is one of my favourites. Which okay. isn't even in my playlist. I'm going to go and add it now. <laughs> oh, change that. Are you familiar with Velvet Gold Mine? It's one of the... No, I'm not. No, it's a hidden one. We should probably just have a playlist to add things to to send to each other. Well, my I only have one playlist, which is all the songs I like. We should playlist everything that we talk about. We should have a playlist where we add everything we talk about. That's a pretty good idea. If we haven't, so we'll do that for the episodes that we've already done as well, and add the Pink Floyd songs yeah. and all of these and the Gaga one. Just yeah, yep. Oh, that's a good plan. That's I'm, the thing. That's I'm the thing the that we. And then... <laughs> right, I'm getting my twelve inches out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now we're talking. Oh, God. Getting out your your 12-inch organ. I was hoping it would make a big noise when I put it on the floor, but it didn't. (laughs) Right. Okay, first things first. The the album that I broke the rule for, uh, the Don't Buy Second Hand for Over 10 Pets. The album is The Beatles. 1962 to 1966 on red vinyl 1962 it's, the, it's their earliest songs what, what era is that? Um, so all their early rock and roll stuff up until checks the songs to make sure up until mm, well there's Eleanor Rigby and Yellow Submarine on here what albums were they on? Yellow Submarine was an album. Yes, but also technically uh, not. Oh, was the album Yellow Submarine a soundtrack album? I think so. For the animation, for the animated movie? Yes, because Yellow Submarine appears on another album. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> are we going to, are we going to Google it? Are we going to research it? I'm Googling it? it now. Okay. It was on Revolver. Revolver. This album is like the first half of their career. 
and they did one that was the second half, and that's on blue vinyl. Let's see, what else have I got? I've got the Sonic Mania <gasps> soundtrack. Yeah, boy. I'm going to talk about Sonic again, except I've got a lot more sugar in me this time. <laughs> I had to cut out a whole Sonic conversation. <laughs> you cut out the entire Sonic rant. <laughs> Much of it. You'll see. If you had listened to it, you'd know. I haven't listened to it yet. Naughty, naughty. I was there. Anyway, you cut the best bit. Ah, I've got Twen. I bought that album. Oh, you bought the Twen one? Yeah, on vinyl. Because it's nice to support artists you like. It sure is. I haven't even listened to that. It's too precious to listen to that one. Oh, that Jefferson Starship one I bought on um, in London. What a cover. That's getting a picture as well. Did you have um did you have vinyl as a child? I know that you had like the the compilation CDs and stuff, but did you have any vinyls knocking around when you were a kid? No, cuz I was never really into music. cuz the only exposure to music I had was listening to it on the computer. Jeez, what changed? <laughs> what what could have changed in your life that uh that turned you into to such a muso? I don't know. Maybe I met some gangly freak. <laughs> You're welcome. So anyway, look, looking at my sort of childhood collection of CDs, it's it's a real mixed bag of stuff that I'm still that I'm now really proud of, and just well the. Silver Side Up by Nickelback. Let's see if I... Let's look for embarrassing records I've got. <laughs> and, uh... I also bought the Franz Ferdinand album with Take Me Out on it. That's a good song. No, Franz Ferdinand is awesome. Like, yeah. What's the other one they did? Find Me in the Matinee. I can't remember that one. Anyway, I've got a, an album with a sad story. Franz Ferdinand fake fan, right? <laughs> I've got oh, oh, it's so sad. So I've got a um, ELO compilation record, and I dropped a lamp on it once. Oh, so you, it can't really be played anymore. When the lamp drops, rip, rip the ELO. <laughs> The old saying. Embarrassing. What have I got in here that's embarrassing? I I I try not to be embarrassed. You know, I, I like even 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 owning the Nickelback CD. Like, I'm not embarrassed to tell anyone that I bought it when I was ten. You should be. <laughs> Sup, John? Hey, doing, mate? Love you, buddy. Oh, I've got Two Tribes by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. That's pretty embarrassing. That's... No. <laughs> no, Frankie Goes to Hollywood is fine. Yeah, but this is like a proper DJ single. What's wrong with that? 80s. That's what's some, wrong with some it. Bru some, some brutal 80s oscillating synth. I've got this I'm not embarrassed about. Do the Bartman. Yeah, man. <laughs> 
Oh, sick. I've got one of these nights which I paid £12 for, which is too much. I shouldn't have done that. Mm. So good, though. Well, it's... There's a lot of bad songs on it. Mm. I don't know. I, I feel like... Strange Days by the Doors, the best Doors album, as we've discussed. Oh... Well, yeah, it would be it would be the first album, but I find it really hard to listen to because of the way that it's mixed. At least I find it hard to listen to on headphones. Well, yeah, you struggle with that with most of the music from that uh, era. A lot of the 60s stuff where it's like drums and bass and hard panned to one side and guitar hard panned to the other. It's like not balanced for my ears. I don't have much that I'm embarrassed by in here. That's a that's a good no. sign. That's yeah, good. I've got a Black Rebel Motorcycle Club album sitting on my shelf that I I kind of want to listen to it again. Actually. Oh, I've got Jailbreak by Thin Lizzy. That's a little that's bit a good embarrassing. One. Yeah, no, everyone's got that. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's embarrassing. <laughs> How much did I pay for that? I paid four pounds. I feel like I feel like. Live and Dangerous pretty much, like, shits on every other Thin Lizzy album. With the exception of, like, maybe Black Rose, just because that's got a couple of my favourite songs on it that are not on Live and Dangerous. Ah, Dark Side of the Moon. Uh-huh. I like this. This is like a hot take compilation. <laughs> Do you ever listen to No Doubt? Yeah, you know, I, oh, not these, not these yeah. days. Um, but I did listen to, I listened to like a couple of songs off Beacon Street, and it's yeah. good. It holds up. So good, and it's the, it's not the ones that I used to think were the best songs, because I used to think all the Scar ones were the best ones, but now I think all the groovy alternative ones are the best ones, with like the stoner rock riffs and the fuzz bass and. Like um, uh, what's it called? Snakes has this like incredible riff in it on the bass. Ah, he's. I've got the RuneScape soundtrack. <gasps> oh, I need to hear that. I because the, the sort of thing that I'm making at the moment. Well, so <laughs> they released it on vinyl a couple of years ago, and they released a version of just the MIDI songs. And a version of them sort of remastered and orchestrated. Like an orchestrated version? Yeah. Oh my god. I had no idea. And I bought the MIDI one. Well, yeah. Obviously. Uh, where was RuneScape in its life cycle at this point? Oh, it's had a resurgence recently. That's why. Well, because when we were in middle school, like sort of two, like 2004 to 2008, I think, yeah, well, RuneScape um, came out in 2007, it was I think. RuneScape, it was like first edition RuneScape. Yeah. And then it got, and then when we were in like upper school and we weren't playing it anymore, it became new RuneScape and everyone hated it. Yeah. And then we just didn't hear about it because we became adults. But what, like... No, people still, people still play new RuneScape, but old, it's called old school RuneScape now. Was it a fan project? They made it? They revived it for mobile or something? The I'm not RuneScape. sure, but it is now officially supported by Jagex. Yeah. 
I th- I have a feeling it started a lot like the Sonic Mania one, where someone like managed to like mirror an old server or something and keep the game running. I don't really know. Um, maybe someone had like a like a static version of it. And actually, that sounds more like the return of classic Warcraft. You might be getting confused. Uh, maybe they recently brought back classic world of warcraft and that was because of fan projects because with stuff like warcraft where you buy the disc i think then it's perfectly reasonable for someone to have an, a non-updated version and no because they have to update the servers as well mm. because it's an online game it's completely online the discs basically did nothing oh right um, oh were the discs just licenses yeah uh. so because when your computer contacts the server it's got to be the right version, the same as the server, otherwise it won't work. Right. Yeah, no, I can't remember how the story goes. We might have to get, get someone on to talk about RuneScape, because I know that several of my friends uh, still still get into it uh, as a sort of nostalgia thing. Oh, here's a band no one's ever heard of. It's called The Stone Roses. Yeah, never heard of them. And the album's called The Stone Roses. Hmm. I don't think anyone knows about that. <laughs> They're just ripping off the uh, the Rolling Stones, clearly. Do we just... How do we end... How, we need, I guess we do, like, maybe a little bit of a music rise thing and then have some some sort of ending. How dare you edit for me? I don't know. Like we've kind of like we've kind of stopped, but we never really said goodbye. So we've we'll have to do. Oh, some we need to of... do the hat. That's how we end. For God's sake, what's wrong with us? Oh, do we ha- do we do the hat every time? Yes. Or do we just do the you hat when we're stuck? Week. Yes, we do it every time. Okay, and then we ignore it if we choose to. Yeah, that's what we did okay. last time. Okay. Cool. If it turns out rubbish, because this is just to grease the wheels. Yeah. Just have a problem with authority. It's like it's like when it, whatever the hat tells us to do, I feel like we <laughs> we we want to do the opposite. <laughs> if we get to the point where we actually have something we want to do, then we can we can save the hat. So is there something you want to do next week? No. No. But if then I'm let's honest, go to the hat. If I'm honest, um, I kind of just want to do those randomly generated stories forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really good fun. Okay, I'm opening it. No, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> back, back in the hat. What, what, what was it? Um, setting up your guitar. Oh, yeah, we really need to do that one. And I've just picked it out again. <laughs> I'll leave it out of the hat. It, it, yeah. We've never had to do it three times. Here we go. Okay. It's it's quite thin. Uh, um drum drum roll. Oh god. I think this is an <laughs> this is an oversight from Oh, what is it? It's format which we've talked about today because we talked about records. We did. We didn't talk about cassette, but no, we've kind of I think we should have a format at least have a break between format episodes between music episodes this is the issue yeah
<laughs> this is the problem with the hat, is that we just disagree with the hat. The other problem I, I have with it is we've had a lot of sort of the one-off thumb things, whereas a majority of the hat is actually music production. Yeah. Then, okay, here's a proposal. Okay. Okay, we're doing it live, live on the pod. Here's a proposal. Let's take everything in the hat. Yeah. Put all the music production ones into the hat. Yeah. That's now the challenge hat. Okay. Everything else, let's make a list. Okay. And we'll just we'll just pick from we'll pick whatever we want to do. Okay. Uh, I like the sound of that. And challenge challenge from the hat can be one of those things that we decide to do. That's we can good. just You know what? So, I'm happy with that. Cause... New format. We're changing the format of the pod right here, right now. <laughs> We're both happy with that. That fixes your I'm issue of going to the hat every time. Yeah. And we can get a little bit more content at the end of this episode <laughs> of us going through this. Right, I'm just sorting them at the moment. Yeah. And it also fixes the problem of I keep picking things that we can't do because of um, yeah so we can just put all of the outdoor activities in the list and just put them at the bottom and we'll get to them eventually i liked the um little song swap at the beginning we can yeah we can, i you know what you said that as soon as i swap. pulled it out of the hat so i think yeah. maybe that shouldn't go on the list because we're just going to keep doing it that's a segment that's an official segment. So we have a proper segment. There we go. Is that a... Uh, would that be considered on on certain other... Um, on certain BBC programmes to be uh, a suitable bombshell to, um, to end on? <laughs>